0: Hello, welcome to the new day. This is Breath of Black Daily podcast. My name is April D. Bird. I'm a writer and the creator of Breath of Black Daily online journal, also known as Bold Journal. I like to share inspired thoughts and ideas that I have and the lessons that I pick up through experiences. That's what Bold Journal is about. So, this past Friday, I came to a realization given my current state of entrepreneurship. It's easy to be concerned about getting enough money or having enough money to cover bills and expenses, having the capital to fulfill my dreams in general or just having overall financial freedom. My head has been so focused on generating revenue without the standard 9 to 5 like how can I do this and make, you know, this particular thing work? As the list of things that I would like to do career-wise ran through my head along with the positions that I was rejected from in the past, I recognized that it was by divine purpose that I didn't get some of those positions because if I had... I don't think I would be able to pursue my dreams in the same capacity that I am now. It just seems easier. Like right now in this place that God has me in right now in this state, it seems easier to go, you know, for what God has appointed me to do, basically. So but at that same moment, I had another thought. Fulfilling our dreams isn't necessarily about money. It's about power and power is infinite. is inside of us. Becoming everything we can dream is possible when we access the power within us and we use it in alignment with our divine assignment. We all have power. How we use our power, how we rightfully divide it is what matters. So how do we maximize our power? By getting education. Is how we do it. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15 reads, Make every effort to present yourself approved to God, an unashamed unashamed workman who accurately handles the word of truth. There is so much power in truth. Truth is what we stand on. For more context, the verse that precedes this one Is about not fighting with people verbally or having a war of words with people, you know, going back and forth. So it says, remind the believers of these things, charging them before God to avoid quarreling words. This is in no way profitable and leads its listeners to ruin. Power struggles are good for nothing. They're not good for anything. And I don't know about y'all, but these scriptures right here, when I first heard them, they were striking me because it was just striking to me because I have, I can admit, I've been binge watching on Scandal all this year. Like I didn't get to watch it while the show was actually running. So I kind of like binge watched the whole series and my roommate, she just know that I've gone overboard with this. But it's just been so mesmerizing to me. I didn't really understand why. But the scriptures about having that power and not going back and forth, it makes so much sense. So if you've ever watched the show, it's just a big power struggle. Like each episode is a power struggle. And at the end of the show, the main character, Olivia Pope, she decides to use truth. As the solution. To the whole struggle right. So you have this whole. All these times where it's just. Scandal after scandal after scandal. And lies and manipulation. And all this. But at the end of the day. She recognized that truth is the power right. And I mean. Within the context within the script. It's always saying that you know. Truth is the solution. But it was majorly. I don't know if that's the word, but it was majorly put into practice at the end of the show. And I know I just went on a major tangent, but that is significant. I think Shonda Rhimes has been in her Bible, in her scripture reading. But anyway, the main point is don't get into arguments or power struggles with people because it's useless. And according to the Bible, unprofitable. This is true because I even wrote about it a while back in a recent blog. It was titled, Why Your Glow Up Is Priority. And the whole post was based on a line in a song by Beyonce that says, Always stay gracious. The best revenge is your paper. That means I'm not going to go back and forth with anybody using words. I'm going to get let the truth be shown in my glow up. If I'm doing right by God, if I have wisdom, it's going to show for itself. The truth is going to speak for itself. So taking us back to scripture, quarreling or arguing with folks is useless and unprofitable. So the solution for walking and claiming authentic power, get education, cling to the truth of God that God has for you directly that you know to be true, like how Oprah says, that you know to be true. Authentic power comes from walking in authentic purpose. Power doesn't have to look so pronounced or dramatic, like Olivia Pope. It doesn't have to be like mystical, you know? Power can really look like. You consulting with God in a moment or praying to God in a moment of weakness, you know, when things are just rough and winning with your spirit, because we always have that battle between the spirit and the flesh. There's always that battle battle, but power can look like in that moment, praying with God and your spirit being strengthened. Power can look like you rebelling against an environment that you may be in, like overcoming power poverty or overcoming a situation or of adversity and just rising up to the occasion. Power is about doing the right things when it matters. Right? And so if all the power and glory belongs to God and we're children of God, then we get the power directly from the source. Wisdom is supreme, meaning it's extremely high in power value. So whatever you get, make sure you get wisdom. Make sure you get wisdom. So that's the loose version of Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Make sure you get wisdom. Another version even says, though it costs all you have, get understanding. That's powerful. Let the focus be on manifesting authentic power and then money will come. And so Bob Marley has this quote, money is numbers and numbers never end. If it takes money for you to be happy or powerful, then your search for happiness or power will never end because in short, you know, you'll always be looking for money to get that power and money to get that happiness. But you know what is so rich, like is the greatest form of wealth that makes our hearts content, even gives us joy, the wisdom and the revelation of God. It is so satisfying, like it literally provides a sense of fulfillment. If God gives you a word and you know that word came from God and is rich, like the words of God satisfy our souls, the affirmation and the confirmation, the revelation that we get, that's wealth, that's richness. So imagine putting that into po- into practice. It's amazing. And so that's the authentic power that we get, the word that comes from God, um, and so this scripture says, my flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's Psalm seventy three twenty six. God affirms us with truth. That is how we are affirmed. That is how, that is the start. That is the core of us walking in, in authentic power. Our most authentic power is, is in truth, that is in the truth that we get from God and we act upon. So it's one thing to get that power and, you know, believe that power, but acting upon it is where it counts. So believe in your power, but most importantly, act in your power. And so with this conversation on authentic power, I thought it would be amazing to talk with Tara Pritchett. Tara Pritchett is a confidence coach, primarily for women, but anyone can benefit from her strategies. It's just amazing. So I talked with her on this subject of authentic power and how to walk in into it. And I just want you all to listen to the conversation.
1: I am speaking with Terry appreciate it. She is the confidence coach for women, and she just does an awesome job. So um, what are your thoughts on, imp- on the infinite nature of authentic power?
2: Okay, so first off, thank you for having me. And in terms mm-hmm. of power, I totally agree with you that it is super important. It's more important than money, sex, cars, clothes, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. It's <laughs> super important. Um, because I feel as though your power is almost like that internal, I'm trying to think of the right word, it's like the internal mm, that is given to you, right? It's very divine, um, if you will. And I think that everybody is born with this very special po- power about themselves. Um, and the problem is that once we get past birth and we actually get into um, the real world, we find that mm-hmm. our parents, Our society, our culture, our friends, Mm -hmm. um, the environments that we live in, they start to project their ideas of what it means to actually be powerful, if you will. Hopefully that makes sense. You know, what it means Mm -hmm. to be powerful when you talk, right? Even in our country, right, there is, and I got into an argument in in class because I'm not only a confident coach, I'm also an English teacher, um, when we talked about the Mm -hmm. language of power in class, right, and we talked Mm -hmm. about who defines what the language of power is, right? So power can be a very broad word, but ultimately it connects back to us internally. And so often I feel like we're being constantly pulled in all these different directions to define our power by what other people, places, or things deem as what's going to make me seem or look more powerful instead of focusing more on, you know, being more purposeful, right, um, or doing what what makes more sense powerfully as it connects back to um, God or what is really actually divine, right? We focus a lot on being powerful so that we look popular and we come across as popular to others, whether we don't let other people down instead of standing fully in our own innate divine power that's really within ourselves. So as a confidence coach for women, obviously that was probably one of the that's one of the top five, probably the number one reason why people come to me is because they oftentimes find themselves stuck where they find themselves mm-hmm. powerless. Like they're afraid to step into their power and their business or they're afraid to really be vulnerable with that man in that relationship because that would mean that they would have to come across as powerful because to be vulnerable is to be powerful. But we're taught that that makes you seem like you're weak. And so our men are also taught the same thing as well. Um, or they're taught power in a whole different way which is probably a whole different conversation. Um, But ultimately everything, as you mentioned, it it boils down to power, even when it comes to money, right? In order to attract money to yourself, there's a certain vibe and power that you need to have within yourself. Now, granted, we do have societal structures set up that allow certain people to seem like they're more powerful to get money. Um, But then there's also, if you balance that out, there's also a way in which within ourselves, um, there is an energy force within each person that I deem as the most powerful force um, in the world that could help you attract that mm-hmm. money. But I don't think people realize they have have that power to actually mm-hmm. um, monetize or magnetize things to themselves, such as money or relationships or opportunities and so on and so forth. So power is extremely important. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome, awesome. Thank you for breaking that down. I love that. And so I love that you mentioned, like, fear, too, because a lot of people are fearful, and that's one of my questions. Um, But I wanted to go to the second one. What are some practical steps that people can take to develop more confidence or authentic power? Like, how can people develop it practically?
2: Okay. So people can develop um, their confidence and power practically in a number of ways. Um, the first way is something I always tell everybody. I meet. Mean, I don't care who they are. I tell everybody um, one of the most practical ways to develop that power is when it comes to building confidence, you have to think about it just like when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth, you do your hair, you get dressed, you do it every single day. But if you're not taking a shower every single day was going to happen, right? You're going to stink, right? Or you're not or you're not going to feel good about yourself. <laughs> Confidence is the same way, right? It's just something that you have to constantly be putting into practice every single day. If not, it's very easy to feel powerless. If you go out into the world and somebody says something negative to you, it's very easy to feel small or to shrink yourself or to be afraid or end up in mm-hmm. fear um, because you haven't built up a strong enough confidence muscle, if you will, or just like when you go to the gym and you work out, right? If you stop working out yeah. and you start eating unhealthy, it's the same thing. You're going to gain your weight back. But if you push that, reverse it, flip it, reverse it, right, and you start eating healthy and working out, then it shifts, right? Your body can automatically shift back and get off your diabetes medicine and so on and so forth. It's the same thing with confidence. So just like we physically do stuff in the world, we have to mentally, spiritually, yeah. and emotionally build that muscle up every single day. So you do have a foundation to rest on. So when you do go to work that one day and so-and-so, your coworker, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, they always go your nerves and they say something, it's not going to send you in a TV or a spiral and knock you out of what you're supposed to be doing and shining your light and standing in your power and your truth because you built up a foundation mm-hmm. so that something that might have knocked you down for like five days can now only knock you down for five minutes, you can go to the bathroom and get yourself together and come back and be like, oh, I'm ready ready for my close-up, right? I'm back, I'm back in my power. So the first practical thing is to ensure that you have some type of daily confidence routine. I don't care if it's just you saying a mantra. Mm. I don't care if it's just you standing in a mirror saying, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself over and over again. Repetition is very key when it comes to building up that muscle and the confidence and the power. Saying it over and over again, right? I know um, earlier today, my mom was like, why do you always have on headphones when I see you lately? And I was like, girl, because I'm listening to my affirmations, right? So (laughs) I actually now record myself on SoundCloud. I have different ones. I have one for health, one for relationships, one for business, one for money. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm literally listening to myself. So it's literally me telling me. Over and over yeah. again, and, you know, money is coming. This, this is happening. This, 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 and that. Over and over again. And now I do it when I'm in the car. I'll be driving to places and I'll be having my thing pumping. Like, oh, I'm magnetic. I'm this. I'm that. <laughs> right. And nobody else knows what's going on. Mm. Um. And they probably be like, oh, she looks crazy. What she listening to right. But it's really me listening to me, right. Mm. But when I do that every single day, I'm slowly but surely each day you are building up that power. And each day it's almost like raising up your vibration. As I mentioned earlier, we are all made of we're all made of energy and everything is a vibe, right? I know you've heard your vibe attracts your tribe. Okay, your vibe also attracts your guy and everything else. So but you are responsible for the vibe that you give off because you get what you emit out to other people. Right, even even if you're not saying something, people can feel your energy, and I, we've all seen people when we walk into a room and we're like, ooh, this doesn't feel mm-hmm. good, or something tells me I shouldn't be here, or ooh, maybe I should go talk to her. She looks like somebody that I might connect with. Right, you get a vibe or you get a feeling. It's the same thing right. with everything that you do. So again, back to the practical set, have some type of daily confidence routine. Again, one of my favorites is recording my own self <laughs> and listening to those mantras. Um, mm-hmm. In the past, I might read. I might read verses out of a Bible. Um, I've done where I wrote down every day like what I'm grateful for, so it's constantly in, in my mind. Instead of me focusing on what's going wrong, I want to focus on what's going right, which also helps me to stand in in my power. So again, having some type of daily way that you're constantly boosting your confidence up. Second thing is to be using repetition. Whatever it is that you choose, it needs to be repeated. Whether you do it three mm-hmm. times a day or you listen to that audio twice a day or you can't, you shouldn't just be listening or seeing it or hearing it one time. So it should be moving over, mm-hmm. over again. Um, and then the third practical step is simply confidence is simply you building your knowledge about a certain subject, whether that's about you, whether that's about something, you, you, something on your job. In order to build that confidence, you have to have the knowledge about it. So maybe that's you getting a mentor to help you cut that learning curve. Maybe that's you reading a book on something. That will help you feel more confident because now you have more knowledge on a certain topic, mm-hmm. and if yourself is the focus, then it means you need to do some more self-reflection activities um, that are going to push you to understand and know yourself a lot better than you already do. So that's
1: it. Yes, Omg, I love that. I love that so much. I love. The whole like because repetition is key, and it's so interesting that you mentioned like you use the analogy of fitness because I just posted a podcast today that's actually called oh, really? Spiritual Fitness for Abundance, and it's actually oh. talking about just yeah, it's talking about like developing spiritual fitness to to attract the abundance you know that we want or that oh. is there. So, yes, I love all of that, that whole thing. And so, yes, okay, so thank you for that. And so as far as, you know, stepping into that power, doing the work, right? So we have to do the work. And oftentimes it's just so easy. It's like it's easier to stay in our comfort zone. And although it's it's more detrimental in the long run, I think sometimes you know people are scared to actually put in the work, and I love mm-hmm. how you provide resources to make the work easier, like you give sheets and guides and just there's so many awesome resources to help make that work easier, like you organize it and it produces results because I know firsthand because I've engaged you know with it myself, but it's oh, like it's my life. Yeah, it's like the fix my life and younger type work, but I don't think people like to do it because we tend to not want to face pain, right? Like, But yeah. it's, it's no pain, no gain, or, or some people say nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, like, uh-huh. what would your advice be to someone to help them find the courage they need to fully engage with the process of growth, like, just to understand that it's going to be work but you know the courage that it takes to do the work, you know, because Maya Angelou said that courage is the virtue that helps us practice all other virtues.
2: I totally- I totally agree with you. So thank you for that. I do appreciate it because um, I know you have firsthand experience <laughs> um, working with things yeah. that I have created. Um,
1: and I know since I was a little
2: girl, I've always been um, just very reflective, and I always kind of create my mm-hmm. own little, I guess, kind of activities. I'm like, hmm, what would happen if I actually <laughs> share these and have people go through them? Obviously, I've refined them over time. I didn't know what I was doing when I was younger, but obviously, I've refined them over time. So thank you. I do appreciate that. And I agree. It mm-hmm. definitely is work, right? And a, a huge part of it is, honestly, is mm-hmm. about holding ourselves accountable. And, I, and I, ha- I have a mentoring program for teen girls, and I tell them this mm-hmm. all the time. Um, when I was talking to them about confidence even just recently, um, and we were talking about what self-care actually really means, because I think so often we think mm-hmm. that self-care is, um, you know, bubble baths and drinking wine and hanging out with our girlfriends and that's caring mm-hmm. for ourselves and getting our nails done. Um, but what I've been trying mm-hmm. to get across even to teen girl, and I wish somebody told me this when I was a teen girl, was that it's not just getting your pedicure and getting your hair done and looking pretty and seeing the boys come past the mm-hmm. locker. and I'm Like, that's not. That's not what it is because that's not the real work because when you're younger, we don't hear about what the real work actually is until we get to a mm-hmm. place in our lives where we're older and we have a, a relationship or we have a job or we thought our life was going to go one way the next. It was a whole other way or financially we're struggling. And then we're like, wait, hold up. Ain't nobody telling me that things are going to be this hard and I was going to have to figure right. this out and that out. So I was happy to tell them. <laughs> that self-care is also holding yourself accountable for your actions and what it is that you do or don't do. It's also practicing self-forgiveness. It's also doing this type of inner healing work. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, like an Ayala Fix My Life work, which is, you're absolutely right, because watching Ayala Fix My Life can be other. Sometimes I have to turn it off um, when I hear people's experiences, because they're very painful experiences, and I'm like, oh, hold up. But at the end of the day, you become a better woman or become a better person from actually peeling mm-hmm. back the layers that you're carrying, right? Because if you continue yeah. to walk around and I and I did a challenge recently, um, which was called the Heal Your Inner Little Girl Challenge. And one of the first days of the challenge, he focused on this idea of your red sock moment. And I'm not sure if you did the challenge or not, or if anybody's ever heard this before, but I I use this, I guess, as a metaphor, um, to share with people that if you have had one or two or three or four negative experiences, no matter how traumatic they are. And they're an an experience that has shaped who you are as a woman or as a person. Um, And then you Mm -hmm. never actually take the time to heal, evolve, or grow from that experience, whether you were molested or you were abandoned or you were just bullied because you were fat when you were 10 years old. Okay, that would be me. Um, But anyway, um, no matter how big or small it is, right, those Red Sox moments, imagine this. If you had a a whole little a basket full of light socks and you're going to go put them in a washer where so you have just, even mm-hmm. if you just have one red sock in there, and you put it in there. What's going to happen when you got that one red sock in there with all those light socks, right? That red sock mm-hmm. is going to bleed out in some way onto those light socks. Yeah. So it might not turn them completely red, but it might turn them a little pink. So I use that metaphor mm-hmm. to say that those little experiences that we don't um, work through, we don't heal through, we don't evolve through, they're going to color every mm-hmm. other experience that we have until we take the time to say, hmm, you know what, there is a Red Sock in here that is causing me to, you know, always be anxious when I'm around guys, right? Where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Why does that keep happening? Well, there's a Red Sock in mm-hmm. here that is, you know, interfering with my ability to grow my business, and I'm so afraid to step up and talk. But I remember when I was in 10th grade and my teacher told me to sit down and be quiet because I really didn't sound like good in front of people. Now I'm terrified to talk mm-hmm. in front of people, right? So those red flags yes. that are those moments that we have in our lives, they're going to constantly mm-hmm. show up over and over again unless we consciously say, you know what, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to hold myself accountable because I want to do this mm-hmm. for me, not for the person that hurt me, not because of that teacher or that uncle or whoever who did X, Y, and Z, but because I want to do this for mm-hmm. myself. So pushing yourself, you really have to make a conscious choice to say, I'm sick and tired of feeling, you know, anxious or tired or depressed or this or that, and I'm ready Mm -hmm. to get help, whether that's going to therapy, whether that's getting a coach, whether that is reading a book like Michelle Obama's Becoming, because maybe that's going to inspire you. I don't know. But you have to consciously Mm -hmm. make that decision that I'm going to go through the process. The only way to get to the other side is to go through the process it's to feel the pain. Once you yeah. feel the pain, there's always something beautiful on the other side. That is the way it is divine, right? There's always going to be
1: mm-hmm.
2: life, life goes in cycles. So there's always going to be death and there's always going to be rebirth. In order to get to the rebirth and to the resurrection, you got to go through the death. And death doesn't always feel good whether someone literally mm-hmm. dies or part of you dies or something old has to right. go away, right? Yeah. But it's a right. cycle, right? And that's something that I teach to um to my clients, it's, that we're always constantly going through this cycle, and I call it an elimination preparation and then manifestation, and then once you manifest something new, guess what? Something's going to be eliminated. It's just a cycle. The seasons work the same way, right? We got spring, mm-hmm. which is rebirth, but right before it is a winter, which is is almost symbolically like a death, everything's dead. Then when spring comes, it comes mm-hmm. it's a cycle. It keeps going around over and over again. So here's the thing. Either you're going to say, I'm consciously going to change, or there's going to be an experience that, that God sends you that's going to make you have to push you to change. And you're either going to change yeah. or you're going to stay stuck. So it's the same yeah. amount of energy that you have to use for moving out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. and staying. So it's like where yeah. do you want to put that energy at is what you have to think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so like so like so now or later mm, mm, mm. yeah so either you're,
2: gonna, either you're gonna move or you're gonna be forced to move and then you're not gonna then it's gonna come and you're being forced into it and maybe you're not gonna want to and you're still gonna be expending that much energy we're living in fear mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever so if that's what you wanna do but mm-hmm. do your thing but I, that's too much for me Wow, you can only no, do it. For, you can only do it for as long as you can. I guess I'll say it that way. For as long as you can hold nice. on, which is not good either, because mm-hmm. it could it could literally kill you, and you don't even yeah, make, make it yeah. to see another day, right? You're holding on I'm so afraid to step out and uh, storm my business or do this and do that, right? So my own coach always says that mm-hmm. the, the, the richest um, place in the world is the graveyard, right? If you go there, mm-hmm. you'll see that a lot of people their dreams. They're all laying right there. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to be inspired to step out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. go stand at a graveyard and imagine all the dreams that are buried right there. And I'm like, oh, my God. But it actually oh, wow. is It's actually true in a way that so many people die and they have the dreams still in their heart or they didn't do this or they didn't speak their truth. So they die with secrets. They die with their gifts. They die with their purpose, their talents, and all of that is with them. And they never actually wow. got to live any of it out, right? So. Do you want that to be you, mm-hmm. or do you want to actually not only have a fulfilling life, but also build the legacy that your grandchildren, your great great grandchildren mm-hmm. will thank you for? Right. That was part of the reason why I did a challenge to heal your inner little girl, because and what right. I emphasize throughout is that it, this is not this is not about just you. This is about the little girls mm-hmm. that are coming after you, who are going to need mm-hmm. to know how to navigate and flow through the world. So are you going to leave mm-hmm. them to deal with all these red socks that you have left behind? Right, because right with the stuff that you deal with, <laughs> right? It's probably somebody else's socks. Mm-hmm. whether it's somebody directly in your family work could be from your culture, right? Like if you're African American, there mm-hmm. are things from slavery that that are still trickling down, right? How many? I sat in a room okay. um, once, there's this guy that's a speaker, He and he asked the room full of African American college students Raise your hand <laughs> to the women if your mom raised you to be an independent black woman, right, and like every girl raised her hand, and he asked the guys the same thing, and that wasn't necessarily the case, right, and he gave us a backstory story as to how that connects back to slavery, and I was like, oh my God, this is a lot,
1: Wow,
2: right, and he was showing us the after effects, right, of how, and also why mm-hmm. we have so many black single mothers and how it almost was mm-hmm. systematically set up, right, people were being ripped from their families and ripped from their homes, but we, we perpetuate mm-hmm. and continue the cycles over and over again, so until somebody steps up and says, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to be different, I'm going to do something new, right? I'm going to step mm-hmm. in my power. I don't care what y'all are doing, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be different. Then the cycles are going to continue within yourself and your family and those to come. All right, I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was amazing. That was amazing. Because it's like that was so powerful. It's like it's either now or later. You can't hide. Like, Exactly. Ooh, you can that and either way, God's going to find you. Something's going to pop
2: up and you're going to be like, oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's, it's, fun, it's so to interesting.
1: See. Yeah, yeah it's so You can run, she but you can't hide. You
2: can run, but you can't hide.
1: Exactly. And I was thinking about, you know, the butterfly the other day while I was doing the podcast. <sighs> mm-hmm. That's actually what it segues into, like how the butterfly, they go intentionally into that cocoon like they go intentionally into that and like I think with it scientifically I I read that they actually melt down there in the cocoon or something so it's like that 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 can't be comfortable you know what I'm saying like that whole process it can't be that has to be kind of painful at some point but I was just thinking about that and it's so important to go intentionally into transformation. So that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. so not, and, I, and I absolutely
2: agree. I actually read about the process a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. There's somebody I follow. She has a book. The beginning of her book, like her whole entire brand is built on this idea of going through that process of being kind of rebirthed from the caterpillar to the butterfly. So she actually literally goes through step one, step two, step three, step four. So you're right, it is a very – Intentional process, and if anybody has never looked it up, it is something quite fascinating to look into. Apparently, like, because right. we're very similar to how they go through the transformation process, and they go through the cocoon, and it's very similar to as I mentioned, uh, what I teach my clients mm-hmm. about the elimination, preparation, and manifestation. When they're in the cocoon, mm-hmm. they're essentially going through that preparation, and when they manifest, they're coming out as that butterfly, as a beautiful thing. But mm-hmm. they have to go through the whole process to get to right. the other side.
1: Right. So I totally agree. And that is amazing. That is amazing. Like, just thinking about that time that you're in there and you're, like, in that process and just, like, meshing with God, like, meshing with the spirit of God and to just come out completely transformed. That is so, yes, thank you for sharing that. Um, Did you have anything that you wanted to share with um, Bold Podcast listeners?
2: Hmm, that's a good question. Anything uh, the I think. I guess my final, is this my final word? Um, would be. <laughs> yeah, this is not your I don't know. This is not, oh, okay. Uh, I guess my <laughs> final word um, would be that whenever you find yourself feeling like you're in, I call it a gap, G-A-P, up to like, God is growing you, He's altering you, or He's positioning you, that it's very important mm-hmm. that you learn how to surrender to that process. Yes. And I know surrendering is hard. Um, trust me, mm-hmm. I know I'm like the biggest resistor ever. Like, I ain't surrendering to that. But I would say it's very important to surrender and it's very important to give God your yes. That, Lord, yes, I yes. surrender this to you. Yes, I'm going to work boldly at my purpose, or yes, I'm going to trust you very boldly that you're going to send me a partner or whatever the case may be, um, that as you go through this process, whenever you make the choice that you're like, I want to transform or I want to shift or I want to change, that you practice the, the art of surrendering, which I said isn't easy, mm-hmm. that you ensure that you give God that yes, um, and then see that you find some type of support system as you go through the process. Everything we mentioned is not something you have to do alone. So dealing with things Mm -hmm. from your childhood or, you know, coming through the cocoon (laughs) to manifest are not things that should be done alone. Mm -hmm. Right? We are not here as humans. We are meant to connect with other people along the journey. So whether whether that's a friend you can trust in, whether that's a sibling you feel really close to that you can talk to and share, whether that's you, again, having a coach or joining a Facebook group or, even if it's just you getting a $10 book and just reading it and hearing somebody else's experiences, Just recognizing that you're not by yourself as you go through I think will be very, very crucial and important um, as you continue on this journey and especially as you go through, um, like as I mentioned, that process of elimination, preparation, manifestation, especially when you're in the elimination phase where you're in like a death stage where everything seems like it's going wrong or you just had a breakup or divorce or even when you had like something new that's happened, even if you just got married, or you just had a baby, or you just had a new job, because we always think that death and elimination is like a negative, like somebody died. Now, somebody could be born, and that, that means that metaphorically, the old you has died away, especially if you're like a first-time mom, or if you just got married, that means the old you have to die. You now have to come together with somebody else. That's a lot. That's a big old mm-hmm. transition. So surrendering right. even to that process is important, because we, oftentimes we just think about looking cute on Facebook with our baby and our man or announcing we have this new job. But nobody talks about all the emotions you feel when you now have to connect mm-hmm. with new coworkers. you got to learn a new system. you got to do this and do that. That is, mm-hmm. that is so much you have to take on. So, again, knowing that mm-hmm. you need to make sure you have a support system, maybe it's not your family because your family ain't always about that life. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Right. <laughs> so finding, right. finding some, even if it's just a virtual Facebook group, Find somewhere Mm -hmm. where you feel like you found your people will help you Mm -hmm. so much on this journey, and it will remind you to surrender (laughs) as you continue Mm -hmm. along the way.
1: So that's the final thing I would say. Awesome. I love it, and that's exactly how I feel with you. Like, I got my support system. It is a confidence (laughs) coach named Pierre and, yes, I just love it. So with that yeah, I'm definitely getting some more stuff, investing in some more stuff. So um with that being said, um where can people find you on social media? Like how can people find you, um, contact you here for Confidence Coach?
2: So you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com dot slash fierce. You can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at unleash fierce, you can find me on YouTube at bit dot slash T V and obviously as um April just said I do I have a free Facebook group which is called the Unleash Your Fear Squad. If you go to Bit slash Squad, um then you can join us and in there, we I have stuff all the time. We have free challenges, which I'm preparing for yeah, right now. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I try to go live at least once a week, if not more, depending on my own schedule. As I mentioned, like I said, I'm also a teacher, and I'm involved in a number of different things. Um, but I promise you it will be worth your time and energy if you're interested and you need a support system or you want to be surrounded by other like-minded women. Come join us in the Fierce Squad.
1: Yeah, the fear squad. Okay, well, thank you so much, Tara. I just, that, I know that this podcast is going to be powerful because you're on it. So thank you again. And yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you for having me. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Whew! OMG! That was so powerful. I could feel that. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming. Thank you all for listening. And I hope this podcast bless you. I pray that this podcast has blessed you and you can go forward in your power, in your authentic power and just claim the day and have an awesome day. Follow at Bold Journal for updates on all social media and subscribe to our e-newsletter oh yeah remember that we are on patreon so if you want to support this podcast and support media from bold journal then go to patreon.com slash bold journal and make a pledge all right have an awesome day bye